Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with an awesome person, Matt Key. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that awesome, but thank you. <laughs> You're doubting yourself already. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people are torn about being called awesome. Uh, some people think that maybe that's it's a little bit too much at the top of the podcast. Now, how do you feel about it? I don't know that I consider myself an awesome person and it makes me feel weird to be called awesome. <laughs> What um, do I need to do to convince you that you're awesome so I feel validated in having described you as awesome? <laughs> I feel like I need like a um, a montage of moments in my life that you could define as awesome. <laughs> no, you are a very big, tall person. I and am. Sometimes That's when true. you greet people, you hug them and you do this fun thing where you sort of lift them up and spin them around. And in yes. my mind, that's the montage of awesome. You picking up <laughs> all of these people, hugging them, spinning. Well, but very you, awesome. You do know that, that that's like, like I do that because like it hurts to bend over for too long. <laughs> I like I would much rather just pick a person up. Like I'm 6'5", so like it's yeah. easier to just pick someone up. But you don't have to spin. That's just to be awesome. The spinning is awesome. The spinning is awesome. The spinning is just like, hey, here. Okay. Here's a little nugget. So I will revise my intro to the awesome (laughs) spinny Matt Key. (laughs) The awesome awesome dizzying. (laughs) The the dizzying Matt Key. (laughs) Uh, We've been kicking off the podcast lately by getting questions from listeners about their own obsessions. Oh. And then my guests help answer. That's cool. Are are you ready for that? I am very ready. I like this idea. This comes from John Widget Robinson. And he says, I'm obsessed with rare and limited edition items. If you tell me there's only three left of this and the die-cut foil cover butterscotch exclusive flavored one, my mild interest becomes rabid. What therapy would you recommend to keep me from falling prey to such tactics? I don't know that you should seek therapy at all. I think that's a wonderful part of who you are. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that you need to stop that. Like the the only reason you would want to stop that is if you're spending a hundred thousand dollars on butterscotch. Right, but. So I know you're a, a collector. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about this with your sure. obsession. You like things. Yeah. Do you ever feel manipulated? Like, I already have this, but this one has a different cover. I'm going to buy it, too. Is that something where you it, feel like, oh, I'm just deciding to do that versus, man, they got me? Yes. Yeah, it's a decision. Okay. Like, I feel like, I, like I'm not so obsessed that I, I can't control my... My, what would that be like? A fiduciary urge? Like, is, is that, am I <laughs> Your saying Your fiduciary that? urges. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a great turn of phrase. Can't uh, control my fiduciary <laughs> urges. Uh, like, I, I, I can typically control my wallet because I typically don't have much in it. <laughs> All right. So, so it is um, controlled by choice. If, if I, now, if I were to have an endless supply of money, I would not have to supp- control my urges. And, and then I don't think it would be bad. It'd be like, well, if, it's not a bad thing for me to go get this $100,000 butterscotch like Superman because uh, I can afford it. Okay, yeah. So whatever. The the only thing I could come up with to help John, because I, I suspect that uh, I could be wrong, but I suspect mm-hmm. that this is a matter of like, well, I'm not putting myself in a poor house, but I am feeling manipulated. I don't like that I'm so easily yeah. manipulated by Disney. of like, this one has a dent. It's exclusive. It's exclusive. We- <laughs> another $100 for the dented one. Uh, we use the wrong color on this one. <laughs> exactly. So here, John, here's what I think you should do. I think you should get a marker, and I think you should go through your home and everything you've already purchased just write limited edition on it <laughs> so you feel like you have a special a unique one that you have scrawled upon and then you, you don't need a new limited edition one Ooh, or they're or all like, limited edition or if it's breakable break it <laughs> and then put it back together 
And then, but like, then you have like the glue marks on it and everything else. And then that one's special. That is therapy, really, right? Breaking down the problems and then reassembling them. Uh, Well, I hope that helped just a little bit, John, and you aren't too much of a victim to your fiduciary urges. Let's get into you, Matt Key. Oh, okay. Uh, let's uh, tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Matt Key. I live in Los Angeles, California, where I attempt to make money by writing and being funny, typically funny for other people. My, uh, there are probably commercials that you've watched and laughed at that I, I may have had a hand in. Oh, cool. But never as like a copywriter. It's always just as kind of like a... Hey, we think this commercial's funny, but you could make it funnier. Can you give us a couple more jokes? Like, it's that kind of stuff. Okay. I got to write the Eisners this year for John Barrowman, which was cool. Oh, his, was his speech? Go- yeah, his ghost writer for, like, all the awards stuff that he did for the Eisners. Uh, was, he was the, the He host? was the head presenter, yeah. He oh, was the great, host, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so that was fun to get to work with him. And, and, like, if you saw the pictures of him as, like, Squirrel Girl or Zap Brannigan or Harley Quinn, that yeah. was... Those were all my suggestions and because he loves doing cosplay. So I was like, well, you should do cosplay during the show. Here are some suggestions. So you dressed John Barrowman? No, but I did physically. I did watch him get dressed. Okay, And I did prescribe the costumes and he he chose uh, I gave him three costume choices for every single time he was on stage. And then he chose Um, the only one that he didn't really have a a choice on was Squirrel Girl. (laughs) That one was like, look, I'm giving you three choices, but you're. You're choosing Squirrel Girl. Like now, he didn't fight you on Squirrel Girl. Oh, no, did he? absolutely not. Okay. It, was, it became his favorite costume. And, like, he was like, I'm going to, like, they're, they're his. Like, they were made for him. So he gets <laughs> the, t- that's part of his payment. So, like, I would imagine he's probably going to end up traveling. Right. With the Squirrel Girl costume now. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm a writer and I have a podcast called Marvel Movie News. So, yeah, you are a huge Marvel guy. Giant Marvel guy. But your yeah. main obsession that we're going to talk about today yes. is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is my... So I wanted to start by seeing if you remembered like the first moment that you fell in love with Mr. Doctor Strange. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. Uh, I can tell you, um, it was not a comic book. So back in like 91, 92, um, uh, Marvel had these collector cards, like collectible Marvel trading cards. And I love those. Like I was a giant fan of the X-Men series, giant fan of the X-Men. X-Men were what got me into comics um, because of Nightcrawler. Like my mom and dad were, were very religious. Uh, and my whole family was, and they still are. Like they, they kind of prescribed to like Wortham's whole like comics are evil and they're like just dis- okay like disturbing the youth kind of thing um so they were very cautious with me trying to get into comics and my dad eventually bought me my first comics but what convinced him that they were okay was that i came home with a, an x-men comic where nightcrawler was talking to wolverine about like jesus and catholicism and god and was got, like in a prey farm or something like that um, i brought it from a friend of mine and my mom and dad were like all right well we guess the x-men are okay did you did you bring it to them and say look at this or did you just uh-huh. casually leave it open on the table no i brought they... it home and looked and it was like hey look look at this look like nightcrawler nightcrawler and then like a year later the x-men cartoon came out okay it was in that time that i started getting these cards and i i got this one card and it was dr strange and i can still i i still have it at home too i can remember it um, he's like shooting off like these mystical bolts like out of his hands. Yeah, um, and it's not the best drawing ever, but it was enough for me to be like, "Is this guy?" Like with the cave and everything else. And from there, I started like really looking into him and, and discovered him and like the Midnight Suns and like Morbius and that whole thing. And then like he was also in Defenders. Like uh, there was a, I think a comic called Secret Defenders, and it had like an embossed cover on it. It was mostly like kind of Doctor Strange's cloak of levitation, but the other Defenders were kind of popping out of it too. And I, I remember that was one of the first comic books I bought. So what was All because it? Of him. So what was it 
about Doctor Strange. For people who don't know Doctor Strange, he's just basically, he's the mystical superhero in Marvel. The movie's mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. As we're recording this, it's a, a few weeks out. Uh, so he's the mystical superhero. He's mm-hmm. got the cool cloak. He's got the other, you know, various animals. I have Agamotto. He casts spells. Mm-hmm. He's very connected to a sort of trippy Pink Floyd counterculture. <laughs> what about all of that made you gravitate toward him? So what, what made you pick him out of in that card and go, well, screw you, X-Men, I got a new favorite? Uh, well, he wasn't a new favorite then. He became a new favorite once I started reading him. The card, just like his design intrigued me. I was like, okay. well, what is like the, the red cape, the blue, like the mystical bolts? And like, I've always been a giant fan of just like magic in general. Okay. Um, I had to kind of step carefully around my family a little bit when I was younger because, you know, it's religious, like, yeah. like a cult and satanic kind of like ties and everything like, like that. But... Like, even as a kid, I was like, I know that that's not what's going on, but my mom and dad believe that, and that's okay. Like, that's what they that's what they believe. They don't believe that now, you know, thankfully. But at the time, they were just they were just being mom and dad and trying to keep their kids safe, you know. So eventually what really grabbed, grabbed hold of me was I can only talk about him through, like, example, like, by, by, by comparison. So Peter Parker as Spider-Man, his main power comes from a radioactive spider bite. Right. And then, it comes from an industrial accident, like most superheroes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, and and though Peter Parker is a very intelligent character and he makes his own web shooters and, and is resourceful, um, the bulk of his power and the bulk of him exercising his power comes from climbing walls. And it's a very active right. power. Captain America, uh, a military accident. Uh, or, or I guess he uh, he's not an accident. He's an experiment that gone gone correctly. <laughs> an experiment uh, Hulk, gone right. The Hulk is a military accident. Yeah. Uh, but the bulk of his power, again, very active, very throwing of the shield. It's all found in the muscle and everything. So a bulk of the superheroes and what they do all comes from throwing their fists, throwing weapons really yeah. hard, physical training, all that stuff. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, because this has stopped... <laughs> As an adult, but as a child also. <laughs> when you're uh, both physically and maturity-wise a child. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I was not an active kid. Like, I was very much right. sit at home and read. We, went, we, went, we took a, a, a road trip up to Colorado from Texas. I'm, I'm from Fort Worth, uh, Texas. And it was like a, it's like a 12, 15-hour road trip up to Colorado. And we were going up there to visit my family for some reason. And I brought my encyclopedia set. My brother brought toys. I brought my encyclopedia set. And when I would get tired of reading, I would play with the toys my brother brought. But for a good portion of the car ride, I just read my encyclopedias. You really? Know, like, that's what I did. Did you pick out specific things that you wanted to know about? Or were you just like, I'm on the Ds? No, I, I, I was very interested in physics, astrophysics, cryogenics. Um, you were trying to become a superhero, weren't you? I was. I was. <laughs> I wanted to be the... I My goal when I was a kid, like when between the ages of probably like... 10 to 14 was to figure out how to go the speed of light. So like I read so much stuff about physics, astrophysics, cosmology. Like when, when I was a kid, like I understood that light from stars took however many yeah. light years to get to us so that like we were kind of looking into the past and like I'm like 10 and like, oh yeah, the speed of light is 186,000 miles per second. Like that was, I was like a very precocious, very like, right. So you terrible child like, gravitated then not toward Captain America can hit people with his shield, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is a studious, intelligent yes. man who must know things. Yes. His power comes from his knowledge. Like as much as he can do is only as much as he's able to know or retain or memorize. 
you know, so like in order to know how to cast like, you know, bolts of Balthok or or flames of the Faltine, how to summon like, yeah, you know, the demons of Danak or whatever. <laughs> He's got to know the history of that spell, where that spell comes from. He's got it like he's got to know the effects that spell is going to have on him versus the effect it's going to have on yeah. anyone else. Is it chaotic? Is it good? Like he's got to make all these decisions. Yeah. All in this one motion. Like it's not just thwip, thwip, thwip or, you know, Thor throws and his you're, mighty you're hammer. You're making hand motions. He has different yeah. hand motions for different spells or does yeah. he generally just do the, he typically the, the just classic does rock like on gesture that he does? Cl- like the rock on gesture, but like with the fingers kind of raised up. Okay. He typically does that. That's what he's usually, yeah. but like in a lot of comics, you'll see he's kind of got him out or he'll do different arm motions with that sort of hand gesture. And I, I, I know that like some of the stuff that I like, some of the TV trailers that I've seen from Doctor Strange, it looks like they're going to do that in the film, which I'm excited about. But that was the thing that like made me gravitate towards him was like, and even if you look at him, like he's in good shape, but he's not like, like he's a thin guy. Like he's a skinny guy. Right. Like he's in yoga shape. You yeah, know? And you're, he's like, you're very tall, but you're, I am. you're, and in you're fact, thin. And I, so I imagine you were, thin. I was also, I was a thin, tall kid. Yeah. 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 So like, that was another, like, I just, I saw so much of myself in Dr. Strange and okay. like, I, I, like in high school, I got into drama club and everything else. And I, I eventually became a little bit more extroverted, but when I was getting into comics, I was very introverted, and Doctor Strange is very much um, a lone character. Yeah, like he has people that he works with, but he's a weird, kooky guy. Like no one knows how to handle him. Like, right, because like a lot of his adventures will be that he's sitting in his home alone and then just mm-hmm. goes to another dimension, mm-hmm. which is kind of like what geeks do all the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> I like, just go to a trippy dimension by myself in my room. Yeah, you know, like Doctor Strange. Uh, I'm gonna read a book. I'm in another world. <laughs> uh, you know, so like I, I just really gravitated towards that level of like power coming from like like the pure font of knowledge it had nothing to do with muscles very rarely had anything to do with muscles right um or running or anything like that like he doesn't run fast he actually projects and the reason he knows how to actually project is you know that that he's learned how to do it from reading books and talking to people and working with mentors and teachers like he's a stu- he's a student you know he's a good he's student a teacher. yeah which makes me uh, hear i remember the other thing as a as a being raised as, as a strong christian boy i was fascinated by the occult and by like religious iconography um by like thoughts of like other dimensions where like angels and demons exist and stuff like that like mythology of christianity like fed my imagination in a lot of ways that dr strange sort of like had that's really cool in terms of the little bit of a conflict between your parents maybe being concerned about magic and that sort of Mm -hmm. old D &D witches way Mm -hmm. that used to happen was liking dr strange and memorizing his spells for you did you feel like that was a little bit of a walk on the wild side that you were doing something that was a little bit like your parents wouldn't you knew there was nothing wrong with it but maybe you were breaking the rules a little bit I knew that I was breaking the rules, but it was never like, I never felt like I was rebelling. <laughs> like, like, I mean, my mom and dad didn't like Simpsons and I would sneak watch it on Sunday nights in my yeah. room because I had a, like tiny little black and white TV. Yeah. Um, so I would watch it and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go to my room and just read books. And then I would turn Simpsons on and watch it really low and be like, oh, this is the funniest show. I love this yeah. show. Like I would sit there close to like the dial so I could turn it real fast if my mom and dad opened the door, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Be like, no, I'm watching The Flash. What are you talking about? No, yeah. the, you know, but like that, I felt like was more rebellious than me, like sneaking off and reading like a Doctor Strange. Did comic you have to there. place like Doctor Strange within another comic book, like inside Spider Man, in case they walked in, it would look like you were reading Spider Man and <laughs> not the Dirty Magic Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the the other thing is like I never bought a Doctor Strange 
comic out and out. Okay. I bought him when he was on a team. So like Secret Defenders, you know, stuff like that. Like that was most of my purchasing. Now, like I would go to bookstores and and sneak off and read those comics. And okay. I would I would go to the comic book shop with my friends and read those comics in the comic book shop. Um, but I I wouldn't bring those home because I knew what would happen. Like yeah. my mom and dad would be like, you know, we love you. We understand that you like this stuff, but it's dangerous and we we really we would prefer for you know you know, I wouldn't get in trouble. They wouldn't ground me for it. Okay. They would they would talk to me about it. Okay. Certainly. But I think also like as time started to kind of like I became 14, 15 years old. And my dad saw, like, he's been reading comics for a few years and he's totally fine. <laughs> he has not cast any spells on us. Yeah. I think they started to eventually kind of come around to, like, it's fine. Okay. He's fine. Cool. So, so then I didn't sneak it around as much. So you, you made this connection to him as, as mm-hmm. a young person, which makes a lot of sense. So jumping forward, when I met you, mm-hmm. we both uh, work in or dabble in the whole media talking world mm-hmm. where it's you share your fandoms mm-hmm. and good or bad there's an element of personal branding and fans mm-hmm. get to know people based on he really likes Obi-Wan Kenobi. He yeah. really likes this. And yeah. part of your, I would argue, personal brand is, yeah. no, I'm the Doctor Strange guy. Yeah. When and how did that happen where it became, I people meet you and think, Matt Key, the Doctor Strange guy. How did that happen? I, there, I think there are two different things that I can point to. So my fiance likes to throw massive parties like okay. invite 350 people 250 people show up kind she of she makes parties. social events into productions yeah in a good yeah. cool um, way and our the second birthday of hers that i celebrated with her we've been together six years in march getting married in november but our our second year together her second birthday she threw an avengers themed birthday party okay and i went and got lunch one day with like jenny newman and grant imahara um uh and a couple other friends and we were all like just brainstorming who we wanted to be for the Avengers party because Brittany, had, my fiance, had, had just put up the invites to it. Okay. And Grant was like, yeah, I think I'm going to be Iron Man. I was like, of course you're going to be Iron Man. Like, of course you're going to be Tony Stark. He's like, yeah, I'm going to make the, the the arc reactor. I was like, yeah, 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 we get it. We get it. And they're like, who are you going to be? I was like, you know, I think I'm going to be my Doctor Strange. They're like, what? And I'm like, well, yeah, that's my favorite character. Like, what? And like, And I never really talked about that before. This is like five years ago now. And you'd never made that decision. You never sat alone in a room and said, I need to decide who my favorite is. It just had become Doctor Strange. It just I had just taken for granted that it was. Okay. You know, it was it was always between him and Nightcrawler. Okay. And again, Nightcrawler, a religious character, yeah. like go figure, you know, like there's <laughs> you could probably see a, a pick out a theme pretty easily with me. Okay. So they were su- um, surprised. So they weren't surprised. They were just like, Oh, like that's that's really cool. Like we didn't know that about yeah. you. And then, like, Jenny got excited. She's like, oh, my God, can I make make your costume for you? And I was like, wait, are you serious? She's like, oh, my God, yeah, I would love to do that. And then Grant got excited. I was like, hey, can I make your Ayavaga moto? I was like, you know that? You know that? You know that Ayavaga? Yes, please. He's like, yes. So, like, he went to the Mythbusters garage and made the Ayavaga moto in San Francisco Oh, that's for awesome. Me. Um, and Jenny made my costume. And, you know, that's I think that's when people were like, oh, Matt likes Doctor Strange, like at least Again, in, it was in a my, sort of Doctor Strange coming out party, right? It was. It's it's how I came out to my friends. <laughs> I dressed as the character, you know, and I've got the facial hair and I like yeah everything. So like that was that was how I think a majority of like my friend circle figured out what how, yeah did I like Doctor Strange and and everything. But uh, in terms of like just people on Twitter and everything else, it was mostly through my Marvel show. Like when they announced that they were going to do a Doctor Strange film and. I just lost my mind. Yeah. And like, because on that show, like that's where I'm able to really let my Dr. Strange flag 
fly right and be like all right now guys look they're talking about Cassilius. Cassilius has been in like 12 issues like he was always baron mordo's flunky dr strange defeated him every time like i'm able to do that like yeah. more so than with any other character and i just get excited and like the when the first trailer came out i broke so like you know i think like it was on when they made that initial announcement at that a marvel event a couple of years ago that mm-hmm. i you know went on my show and like kind of lost my mind over it that everyone <laughs> was able to point to me and be like holy holy cow this guy really likes dr strange okay yeah did you did you double down on wanting to know the most or did you did you already know all, just automatically this much about doctor strange or once it became like i'm part of this media talking world i truly love him i want to express my love I want to always know the answer if somebody's got a Doctor Strange question. Did you make that a mission? I don't know that I made it any more of a mission than it already kind of had been. Like, I I think maybe I started to read a little bit more. Like, because, like, I've read a lot of Doctor Strange um, already. But, like, I hadn't read some other stuff. Like, I I had never read Into Shambhala. I don't know what that is. It's, it's, I've read, I've since read it. And it's one of my favorite books of his. Okay. It's incredible. Um, It's written by J.M. DeMatteis. Um who's uh i love him as a writer and like it's it's a book where it's like um it's not a comic it's a it's a graphic novel and like i say that like and i know that sounds like very like stuck up and very like oh it's an actual graphic novel um but a lot of times graphic, it was not published as a monthly thing first i collected. do not believe that it okay. was no um uh but it reads like a book that just happens to have pictures but it's a very adult book and the themes in it are very adult um, and I, I honestly think like they play around with it a little bit in the movie because D- Scott Derrickson, the, the film director, who by all accounts is as big of a Doctor Strange fan as I am, mm-hmm. he has gone on record saying that like uh, the Oath, um, the Steve Ditko uh, era Doctor Strange stuff and Inda Shambhala are his favorite Doctor Strange reads. Okay. Um, and the movie's probably going to pull a lot from those. Okay. Uh, from those books. So, yeah, like, I mean, I already knew a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I think maybe I, I memorized a couple extra spells just to make sure that I had them. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I started reading what I had not read. Okay. I was like, well, I better I better read what I haven't read. But, like, I had already read, like, most of the stuff from the 90s and a lot of the stuff from, like, the, the oh, man, I'm blanking on his name, Bruner and Englehart run, like, okay. from the 70s. And, so you had already internalized lots, yeah, of, I already lots knew, of Doctor like, Strange. Yeah, like, Marvel, the Marvel premiere, um, Shuma Garoth epic, and um, Time Doom were already... Two of my favorites. Cool. You know, so like they were like, hey, we're going to do Dr. Strange. I was like, oh, my God, if they do Schumacherath, I'm going to I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> I like it when you say a Dr. Strange thing, and I'm not sure if it's the name of an author or a spell. <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely how I felt about Schumacherath. Uh, Schumacherath is a Lovecraftian sort of like cosmic horror. Yay. Uh, who lives in another dimension and some cultists on earth start like trying to summon him and in summoning him uh they summon a lot of his like sort of demigods cool. to earth and in each comic doctor strange ends up fighting uh, some of them like there's a there's there's an azathoth i think there's a, a cthulius uh, who's like a planet that manifests itself as so like, like Cthulhu a, if he was a serial. Yeah, right. yeah, Cthulhu, right. Cthulhu, 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 Cthulhu. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so cool. it's, it's weird. And then t- uh, that's where the Ancient One dies. Doctor Strange becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. And his first mission as the Sorcerer Supreme is hunting Baron Mordo through time uh, because Baron Mordo discovers this book called The Book of Cagliostro, which is outlawed and you shouldn't be reading it. And it's a bad book and don't read it. Um, he finds it, reads it, and turns out it's about time travel, not reversing time, 
actually going back in time, changing time, but keeping yourself from changing. Cool. It's a very awful, terrible magic to have because you change everything <laughs> except for yourself for your own devious means. But then they discovered that Cagliostro was, in fact, a wizard from the 31st century where everyone can do magic. It's weird. These guys were on so much acid. It's so funny. I, yeah, I wanted to ask you about the uh, the it drug is, part of it is, Doctor Strange. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. did you ever have... Have you have you are you willing to say are, have you smoked pot have you done the acid have you experimented with the drugs no okay does Doctor Strange ever make you want to very much yeah very much like there's so Steve Ditko who Steve Ditko by all accounts created Doctor Strange mm-hmm. um, even though Stan Lee's name was on it and Stan Lee helped with the scripting Steve the story is that Steve Ditko and I think Stan Lee's even acknowledged that Steve Ditko approached him with this Vincent Price like magician. Yeah. And Stanley was like, sure, let's give it a shot. Let's put him in the end of one of our strange tales. So the first appearance of Doctor Strange is in Strange Tales 110 and a little six page backstory following Human Torch fighting a villain called the Pace Pot Pete. Um who was like who he goes on to become the trapster and he shoots he has a glue gun and it looks like he's coming all over the place. Um, but he traps you in glue that you can't escape from, except Human Torch is like, burn it, fly off. Okay, so Strange so, premieres with the cum monster, got it. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but he's like this dude, like a weird, it's it's, yeah. ter- it's terrible. Yeah. But Doctor Strange appears in that, and I don't think he was in Strange Tales 111 because they didn't know that the, how the fans would respond. And in those days, like, Strange comic books were released every two months. Mm-hmm. So Strange Tales comes out in April, then in, uh, you know, April, May, June. You know, then August, you know, so they had two months to get fan mail in response to, oh, my God, we really like this Doctor Strange character. So then they come out, they they start producing them in every single Mm -hmm. back issue. So for the first like five, six years of Doctor Strange, he was just like six, eight, ten page um, backstories Mm -hmm. and and Strange Tales. Um, Then he eventually like Strange Tales 169 gets his own comic. Uh, But it took like almost what is that, like eight years or something like that for him to get his first real comic book i forgot the question oh so okay it's ditko sorry <laughs> ditko wrote all the stories by himself did all the artwork by himself and would give it to to stan and tell him what was going on in the panels and stan would write in the dialogue that was right. the extent of the writing stan lee had with dr strange for the most part like i mean he had approved stories here and there but like he's the editor but steve ditko didn't even drink so like all the weird trippy artwork that he did all the weird trippy artwork that's going that has inspired the film by the count of the filmmakers what you know it yeah. hasn't come out yet so we'll wait and see but like by all accounts like all of that artwork that's so trippy he wasn't on anything he was sober but then the next team to really take him over and take him in a new direction was Engelhart and bruner um and like the early 70s like 73 74 with marvel premiere and then they spun off in like dr strange volume two um and they were notoriously on acid okay um but your your connection to it coming to it from a sort of a studious almost like a uh, good boy place mm-hmm. i don't mean that in any sort of pejorative no, no, way no, but no, like somebody who values books and values yeah. knowledge that's like a really responsible you came to it mm-hmm. from that way mm-hmm. but it is so known culturally from being like this celebrates getting fucking high man. <laughs> would you ever just get high just to be a little bit closer to this thing you love just to know like is that bullshit uh, or or take acid to see if it truly does look no, like dr strange no for real i'm super tempted super tempted all okay. the time i'm just i'm kind of like nervous with what it would do to my head okay you know 
So I want to ask you about, because the spells are so much a part of it. Yeah. I want to have some fun making your spell. If you okay. could have a spell, I want to hear, I want to build a Doctor Strange Matt Key spell. I want okay. to know what it was called, what kind of uh, amulet you would use, what it does, all that. You're, oh, man. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, do you have an example for yourself, like what your spell would be? Like, yeah, like uh, in terms of like what magic I would want to do. Yeah, I always like what I think of as the uh, the the come here, go away, where you can pull things to you or push them away. So like, like te- telekinesis. Telekinesis. Yeah. yeah, people say telekinesis, but that means like floating and yeah. in lifting. I mean, if I don't want something, I can make it go away, and if I want it, I can <laughs> it just make appears. it come here. It's the come here, the go away. It's so like it's it, not, you know, it's the it's force push, you, force pull. It's not that you're pulling star wars calendar over here is that it just appears by your side oh yeah i could do that but i, I like zipping things through the air that's uh, okay. pretty great so I, okay. for me i would i would want some gesture you know and i would probably call it you know um, camiris go away or something like that <laughs> you know whatever i think the biggest thing that i kind of struggle with in my daily life is sort of like maybe like dealing with like regrets like okay like past like stuff that i wish that i could go back and don't do that so i think i would want like a time spell okay i think i'd want to be able to go back in time and 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 tell my past self in some way like even if it's just astrally projecting to my form like past self like so you'd like to pop in at like parties and just say don't say that weird joke about the bathroom right now yeah 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 don't 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 go out with her run (laughs) you think she's pretty now she's a monster uh like 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 yeah because like I think it would be cool to go back in time, but I would be wor- worried about the ramifications of right. going back in time and stepping on a butterfly and then I come back and everyone's lizard people, you know. Uh, but like, I think it would be cool to be able to go back in time as like kind of get like impressions of it and be able to plant seeds to yeah. s- so slightly change Positive things. too, it would be like, do talk to her. Thumbs up. Yeah. Good yeah, move. Yeah. Thumbs up. She's going to have an Avengers party. Yeah. Keep talking to her. <laughs> Keep talking to her. But uh, it would also be like, you should quit this job now, not four years from now. <laughs> okay. Take this other job. I it think would that's be like a that great stuff. power to astrally project yourself to yourself uh, in moments of uh, crisis yeah. uh, or future crisis. So what would what would this spell be called? There's all these great Doctor Strange spells that are well, the something of the something, right? All the Doctor Strange spells are like Doctor Strange summons power from other deities and dimensions. So like okay. the Flames of the Faultheen... Uh, the Faultine are a sort of like, um, if I remember correctly, they're they're a dimensional, almost like angelic race or like maybe demonic. I, don't, I can't remember their their alignment, but but they live like it is a race of dimensional beings called the Faultine that live in a dimension called the Faultine. Okay, and Faultine has like incredibly hot like temperatures. Like it's a very hot place. Okay. It's not like it's not hell, but it's very hot so they're all descriptive so, of like so a place and a of the deity that yeah. that would so so you would need a place and deities that are all about yes correcting moments of uh, crossroads like yes like going so it would be like uh um by the crux of the crossroads or something like that yeah <laughs> that's great uh and then what would you uh what kind of a gesture would you make uh, well, if it's the crux of the crossroads, it would have to be like a like <laughs> you, an X, like you would, like do a jumping jack or something, <laughs> and then like the magic would explode out of your wrists in like the shape of an X, and it'd be like he's an X man. No, he's a sorcerer. It'd be like that, like <laughs> kings, almost like a Power Ranger, maybe. Like how they do that, that whole like oh, I'm Tiger or whatever. Oh yeah. So maybe I like come up like above my head and then. 
Oh, yeah, and then yeah. whip it down for the... Then whip it down, and it opens the time portal, and that's when my astral projection goes through. Just goes sliding in. Just goes sliding right in. stop yourself from the horror. <laughs> like, like a womb into the slips of time. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Sarah Meyer, co-producer of Obsessed, and I'm out and about uh, trying to find out what your average person thinks about Doctor Strange. Uh, have you ever heard of the superhero Doctor Strange? I have not. From the name, can you imagine what he might be? Uh, probably villainous, possibly with a strange costume. Goatee or no goatee? I'd say no goatee. Do you know who Benedict Cumberbatch is? I don't. That's that's an actor, isn't it? All I've seen is his name is that he's everywhere, but I have no idea what he's done. Yeah. Do you like the name Benedict Cumberbatch? No. Have you heard of Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes. Can you describe what he looks like? Like an elf king. He looks like an elf king. Fairy-like. Some people say he looks like an otter. What do you think? (laughs) Now that you mention it, (laughs) now that's all I'm going to see when I look at him. Do you think knowledge is a superpower? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, intelligence is better. (laughs) Do you believe in alternate realities? No. That's what your brain's for. Yes. It's just impossible that there's not another world where we are who we are, but just doing different things. That's so selfish and narrow-minded for us to think that we're the only goddamn people living a life out there. Okay, this is a weird one that you don't have to answer, but if you could drop acid and watch a movie, what movie would you pick? Uh, Last time I did that, it was was a Metallica video. So it was about this guy that got blown up in World War I. And so everything in black and white looked like it was in colors. And so that made it just seem funnier, even though it was a a guy in a hospital bed with a a cardboard box around his head. But we just thought it was funny because it looked like he was eating Chinese food the wrong way. So if you were going to drop acid and watch a movie, what would you pick? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, because I've done it. (laughs) And it was amazing. Went by myself, and I was in... um, IMAX 3D. It was it was the best thing ever. And then when I walked back outside, it was nighttime, but I still kind of saw like cheeseburgers and pizza like up in the sky. It was really nice. So you'd recommend that maybe? Oh yeah, 100%. I recommend that movie. It's so good. Will you go see Doctor Strange with a little extra? Possibly. Possibly. I might now. You put the idea in my head. I might do it now. I might come back and and see how it went. I'll be here. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. These are questions that I ask everybody, or variants of, to get a sense across okay. all the podcasts of how obsessed people are. Okay. So do you think about Doctor Strange every day? Yes. Tangentially to that, there have very literally been moments where, this is going to make me sound like I'm a crazy person, there have been moments where I've been driving somewhere and I'm thinking about a Doctor Strange story that I've just read or some quote that he said that's kind of stuck with me. There have been moments where I've literally thought to myself, I really, I should give him a call and just see what he says. He's a fictional character. I can't do that. Like, oh, really? And I've had to catch myself. Like, he's so, he's so real to me that there have been times when I'm like, I can talk to him. No, I can't. Right. Like, and I catch myself in the moment. Well, in a character. And thinking of myself, of like, like, as a crazy person, I'm like, okay, I'm insane. Like, I'm literally going insane that I thought, even for half a second, that I could talk to someone like my brain said to me, you should ask that person a question. They might have the answer to that query. And then I, my other, 
Brian was like, no, we can't. He's not real. In your defense, it's a character who lives and can travel to other dimensions. Actually projects. Very true. It's not, you're like, I hope I can talk to Marge Simpson. It's like. <laughs> that is true. It's like a reason maybe that you gravitate toward that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I would, I would I, say that counts as thinking about him every day. Yeah. And it's that in my cats. There have been a few times when. Brittany and I will be on the road, like traveling somewhere. I'll be like, I really wish, I want to know how the cats are doing. Let's give them a call. Like, I've actually said that to her. We should call the cats. And she's like, baby, they won't answer. I was like, oh, no, you're right. No, they, they're cats. They can't do that. All right. Well, never mind. There is a pet phone. <laughs> I, I know. I've heard, I've heard of it. But even so, like, I, so I've got this cat named Hawkeye who's cross-eyed. And I'm convinced that he is, like, one brain cell away from being able to talk. Like, I just... <laughs> I look at him and like we lock eyes and we stare at each other. I'm like, why are you not talking to me? <laughs> um, it dry, it like it's like you're driving me crazy. You're not talking to me. Yeah. Well, that why would be are another you not good spell to, to make the cat talk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy catechus. Uh, uh, but by the cats of the catacombs. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, I, I yeah, I, I think about Doctor Strange every day. I read at least one Doctor Strange comic a day, whether I've read it or not. Okay, like on purpose as yeah. like it will be 11 o'clock and you're like, whoops, I didn't read my Doctor Strange no, comic No, 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 no. It's not like that. But like I typically read like three or four comics before I go to bed. Okay. Um, I have this great app uh, called Marvel Unlimited. The app itself actually is, is a little buggy. But in concept, it's it's got like 30,000 comics on it or something right. like that. It's like, pretty actually it's, unlimited. Yeah, it's pretty unlimited. So I'll I'll read through that. You know, uh, I, I've been reading, rereading through um, the Inglehart Bruner stuff recently, the, like the, cool. the late 70s stuff. So uh, this is a great segue to the next How Obsessed Are You question. Okay. Because you read comic books at night right before uh, you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Trippy comic books. Uh-huh. Do you dream about Doctor Strange? Have you had a dream about Doctor Strange? I want to say yes, but I don't remember the details. Um, I feel like I had a, a dream where I actually had a great Jedi dream a few years ago. <laughs> um, I feel like I had a dream once where he was like giving me wedding advice. But I don't. Was that recently when you were going it was to like get married? A, it was like earlier this year, like way earlier this year. And that's why I, I remember telling Brittany about it and being like, baby, I had a dream where Dr. Strange gave me like wedding advice. And he was really cool. Did it seem like it was good advice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, again, I can't remember any of the details. I just remember having a dream where Dr. Strange was like, no, Matt, let's sit down and talk about this. Okay. Uh, well, let me ask you this about Dr. Strange. I think another thing that is unique about him as a hero is he's always been portrayed with gray in his temples, and that mm-hmm. he's a little bit more of a middle-aged man. Mm-hmm. Is he a father figure to you? Um, I don't know if he's a father figure. Maybe more of like an uncle, like a really cool uncle. <laughs> <laughs> like Uncle Doctor Strange. But it is funny because like he's he's got gray in his hair and in his beards in the same place that I do. And like I don't color my hair at all. Like this just grows yeah. in naturally. So like I, I have a I've had a few people, especially at conventions, when I'm just like I'm just wearing a Doctor Strange shirt like I am today. I've had a few people who'll be like, "Did you color your hair to look like Doctor Strange?" Like, no. Are you, are you cosplaying as like like cool like on the level Doctor Strange? I'm like, no, this is just my hair. <laughs> Do you want some wedding advice? Like, <laughs> I can give that to you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like Bill Murray's like my favorite actor uh, and is like a bit of an icon uh, uh, like to me. Um, and he gave wedding advice a couple years ago to like a guy who was recently engaged. So it was kind of funny that I had. My favorite pop culture figure mixed with my favorite comic book hero, like kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Now, if they could both show up together in your dreams, that'd be a great dream. That would, I would wake up and just kill myself. <laughs> I've done it. I've, I've reached my pinnacle. You astrally projected. <laughs> I did. I did. Awesome. When someone walks into your home, are they able to immediately tell that you're obsessed with Doctor yeah. Strange? Yeah. Just by physically looking yep. around. Yep. Okay. Yep. So how much stuff is there? Is there like a cardboard standee? <sighs> 
no, there's, <laughs> there's not a cardboard standing. It's actually funny. Uh, like, um, I've had a couple people come over to my house that have been on my Marvel show that had never, like Hector Navarro came over uh, a couple of weeks, He's like, a, nice uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, for a project we were doing with Darren Ross and he walked in like, and we had everyone walking through our back door, our kitchen door. So he, he walks in and he looks around the place and I'm like, Hey buddy. He's like, hold on. And he looks around and then he finds the Dr. Strange stash and goes, there it is. And he walked over to it. That's what he, he knew I had something. He okay. knew I had to have something like that. When you that. say stash, now do you have a specific uh, Dr. Strange area? I do. Like I do. an so, altar? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of it as an altar. Uh, I, I've got two bookshelves right next to my kitchen and they've got a lot of books on them, but they've got even more toys on them. Okay. Our bookshelves are not functional at all. They hold books, but we have to take down three or four toys to Layers get any books. Layers of toys to yeah, get to the to books. to get down yeah, any book that I we understand. want. But so we started taking books out of it a couple of years ago when we realized our problem. We're like, well, we're never going to read this entire row of books. So like, let's split the books between the two bookshelves nice. and put toys on the other halves. So I have one half of a bookshelf that is filled with like, Doctor Strange toys, Doctor Strange knickknacks, um, and a couple of like Thanos, Rocket Raccoon stuff. Okay. Br- Brittany's two characters with Thanos and Rocket Raccoon. So those guys are mixed in, but it's like I've got like two Doctor Strange pop vinyls on that area. I've got like three Doctor Strange figures. Like I've got like a little bitty statue. Okay. Um, for Christmas last year, Brittany got me an Eye of Agamotto. We have like a little, um, okay. like a little light up trinket cabinet. Um, and she, she has her final fantasy. Like she has some really cool final fantasy knives that she won with super fan builds. And on that same shelf, uh, I've got my eye of Agamotto. So if, if somebody was not a geek, they would walk into your home and they would see a cabinet that has a strange sigil and mm-hmm. knives. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Like it's pretty that. cool. <laughs> uh, and then I've also got like a, uh, an animation cell that, uh, my best friends, uh, Matt Mercer and Marisha Ray got for me that is, um, from the Spider-Man cartoon from the early 90s. And it's, it's a Doctor Strange animation cell. Um, and then Brittany has bought me a couple of little like Doctor Strange cool. artwork. Like, Is there any so. Doctor Strange memorabilia that you wouldn't buy? Would you buy like Doctor Strange underwear? Oh, I, if it's got strange, like I've got Doctor Strange socks that my old co-host Meredith Placco gave me. Okay. Um, I've got like, I think four or five Dr. Strange shirts. Like if you were, um, if you needed a condom for whatever reason, yep. you would buy it. Yep. You'd pick out the Dr. Strange one. Yep. If it sure. existed. Yep. <laughs> yep. When yep. it exists. Just when wait. it exists. Oh, come on, <laughs> license it, Trojan. Uh, yeah. Like I would pretty, like if, if Brittany would let me have it in the house, I would buy it. Okay. You know, and it's not like she's like, she's not like this domineering, like, why if it's more of a um you're in a partnership and you're in a partnership about what's in your home and yeah, she like, maybe doesn't want a whole bookcase she, covered yeah. in dr strange she condoms? maybe does she maybe yeah. doesn't want a, a couch that is shaped like dr strange <laughs> like welcome to my lap like it's time to watch netflix let's sit on <laughs> dr strange face yeah. he's a fun uncle <laughs> uh if you heard someone say something blatantly incorrect about dr strange just in public would have, you stop and correct them? Yes, I have. I think I have. I'm sure I have. <laughs> I mean, actually, the movie's coming out. You're you're going to be walking down the street, and you're going to hear not only opinions, but you, you'll maybe hear people say incorrect things in the theater in the lobby. It, Are you going to be able to stop yourself I from stopping them? Think I will. I think I recognize that. Like this is going to sound so dumb. This is my time to shine. <laughs> um, like this is my moment. Like. If we get on Troy's bucket, it's all over. Um, right. It's this like is my... your team is winning the yeah. Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Like, But I also recognize that once... I mean, Cumberbatch is one of the biggest actors in the world. Like, yeah. 
hyper recognizable. L- millions of people love him, and f- for good reason. He seems like an exceptionally good guy. Yeah, very talented one. You know, certainly so. And they have an incredible cast. So I, I I definitely think that he is going to enter the pop culture mainstream the same way that Iron Man did in the same yeah. way. I don't think that he's he's such a weird character. I don't know that he's going to have the same sort of um, pop or the same sort of like staying powers like Iron Man or Captain America. Yeah. Um, but I do think that he's going to be sort of stuck in the spotlight a bit more and you feel like you were coming there with him in a way but i also there's a part of me that realizes that i kind of have to let him go <laughs> like he's he's kind of he's been this like hyper like obscure character for since he was created right like, even like even like diehard marvel fans barely know anything about him typically you know like i have a lot of friends who are are giant marvel fans like my co-host koi yeah. on my marvel show He's read every Spider-Man comic that's ever existed. Right. Barely knows anything about Doctor Strange. And it's not because he's a bad comic book fan. It's not because he's, you know, doesn't read everything. It's because Doctor Strange has never grabbed his attention like he did for me, you know? Like, and part of his obscurity is, like, part of what I like about it. Yeah. For him, you know? Like, I like kind of having that obscure character. And that's what I think I mean when I say I've got to just let him go. Because it's like, he is no longer obscure. He is now, like, a... $200 $200 million budget right. Hollywood movie, like for major worldwide release. Right. So he's the world's now, but you can still go back just like when you're a kid to your own Sanctum mm-hmm. Sanctorium and uh-huh. be like... Sanctum Sanctorum, not Sanctum Sanctorum. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, See, I corrected you. So it, I no, can, that's great. I can still do that, but after the movie, <laughs> after the movie, like stuff like that, I'll probably still correct. It's, it, actually, it's Sanctum Sanctorum. Like, yeah. Stuff like that, like... Flame. But you're not going to do... you. But you're not going to do it out of a need to show the world that you're Doctor Strange guy. Yeah, I think it'll just be like, okay. well, now you're just, you just need to know how to say it. Yeah, like, th- I, that was a super basic fact about Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's I, like, that's that a basic wrong. fact. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's a fine correction. <laughs> but that's different than, like, you walk by me in a movie theater and I'm like, well, his, I really like that his cape is crimson. You're like, technically, it's not crimson, you know? <laughs> well, if you said cape and my video was like, well, it's, 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 it's a, a cloak. cloak. It's a cloak. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we're just going to end this podcast with me saying like eight minorly wrong things about Doctor Strange and having me correct you. Yeah, let's see if you can take it. A torture test. See if you know. Flames are the fall guy. It's the fall team. It's not. It's not a stunt stunt show from the eighties. By the whore host of Hagar. Right? Is that? No, it's not Hagar pants, and it's not a whore. It's Hori. 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 I'm sorry. Very offensive. Hogarth. All right. Here's my next hub. So sorry, your question. It's a okay. weird one. Okay. Would you dress up as Doctor Strange, because we all know you have a Doctor Strange costume, uh-huh. to go to a medical appointment? <laughs> Probably not. No. It's, I did get to wear dress up as him for Halloween at the Magic Castle a couple years ago, which was really <laughs> awesome. See, sometimes I just ask people if they would dress up as a thing they liked. I already knew that you dressed up as Doctor <laughs> Strange and did things yes. like go out in public, so I was trying to find, put a spin on it. If no, it was just time uh, for your checkup. I would not go as Doctor Strange, because I would be afraid that they would send me like a psychiatric What way. if like, like your clothes were dirty? And you, but you needed to make this appointment, and you say, I got my Doctor Strange costume. What season is it? <laughs> it's fall. I might. Okay. If I oh, have if no other clothes. pass it as maybe he's just really into Halloween. No, because that costume is hot as balls. <laughs> if it's summer, I'm going naked. Because like, it's like wearing a blanket in the sun. Like It is a hot costume. Fair <laughs> fall enough. or winter, I'll consider it. Spring or summer, absolutely not. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so here's the next How Obsessed Are You question, and this is one I've been working on for a while. I think it's okay. getting, getting close to perfect. Good. So, I can't wait for this perfect question. Movie's coming out. Yeah. You got to see this movie. Yeah. 
you get to the theater. Yeah. There's a bear blocking the door. Would you try to get past the bear to see the Doctor Strange movie? How big is the bear? It's a it's a large bear. It's as tall as you. Are other people fighting it? Other people are backing away. So it's just me and the bear. Yeah, it's just you confronting <laughs> your lifelong love of Doctor Strange. And Brittany's with me because I can't go watch that movie without her because she's going to want to see me cry. Right. And you need to see this movie, right? It's not you'd be like, eh, I'll wait until it's out on I, demand. All right. So there's a game called Mansions of Madness that I love to play. And whenever you confront a Lovecraftian horror in that game, you have two choices, either attack or evade. Right. I would not attack the bear, <laughs> but I would try my hardest to slip by it. Okay. I would try my hardest, like, I would not I would not run away. Okay. Because, like, it's opening week and it's going to be sold out. I'm not going to be able to wait to go watch it. For, like, I'm not going to be able to, like, and I'm not going to, like, I'm going to, the tickets go on sale on the 10th. I'm going to be one of the first people to buy my tickets. If it's playing at the El Capitan, I'll go see it there. If it's not, I'll go see it at Arclight. But, I, like, I have to see it on Friday night. Yeah. When it comes out. So you would seriously try to negotiate around a bear in some way. I would. Maybe distract it. Maybe slip by. I would. I would. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not having fun with the answer. That is what I would do. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, oh, I'm obsessed. Wacky, wacky. Right. The, no, that's what I would I do. I think I'm hearing logic because you would not fight a bear. And no, I used that's, to phrase that's, the question that's that way. Idiocy. And, that's, that, and that's just like, you, would you kill yourself? So, yeah. 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 That's, that's pure idiocy. That's why this question is much better now. Yeah. When it, it leaves you some literal wiggle room around the I bear. Would, if I would, I would find ways to distract it. I would like, Maybe from a distance, throw rocks at it. Is there a Doctor Strange spell that you could scream that you think would best distract the bear? I don't know that a bear would be distracted by anything. (laughs) Though I would probably try to shout spells at it just for my own enjoyment. Yeah. Is is there an ideal one to distract a bear? Crimson Bands of Citarac? Oh, yeah. Like, Crimson Bands of Citarac! No, he didn't move. Flames of the Fall Team! No, he's like, Demons of Danak! He's still not moving. <laughs> yeah, so I think the one, the first one sounded like maybe you were saying salmon. And if it was a hyper-intelligent oh, bear, oh. maybe the bear would maybe, be excited. Yeah, well, if he's hyper-intelligent, he's not going to be just as easily distracted. <laughs> this bear. I'm on to you, Matt Key! Damn it, bear! <laughs> <laughs> maybe he got the last ticket. Maybe that's oh, where. All right. I want your ticket, Matt Key. I'm a big Doctor Strange fan. Oh, bear! Bear. Uh, and then the bear says something wrong about Dr. Strange. <laughs> then I hit it. <laughs> then you do. Then you punch the bear. <laughs> I can't wait to see thing. his Sanctum Sanctorium. You're going down, bear. All right. What is the correct? Is sanct- sanctum Sanctorum. There's no Sanctum e-m. Sanctorum. Sanctum Sanctorum. Got it. Yeah. All right. Final how obsessed are you question. If you could not read Dr. Strange comics without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still read Dr. Strange <laughs> comics? <laughs> is it per issue? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a subscription because this comes up a lot. Okay, so wait, so like I get punched on the crotch once, but I can read how many comics? Um, it's monthly on the first of the month. So it is per issue. Well, yeah, I guess if you, but you read more than one. But that's issue. true. All right, if it's a, if it is a, if it is a monthly cost of one punch to the crotch, yeah, I would take it. Yeah. So, and you would take it, you wouldn't try to give it to someone else that you care about? No, I'm not going to get I'm not going to make Brittany get hit in the crotch. That's awful. <laughs> Brittany, I need you to get hit in the in your vagina uh, so I can read my comics. Like, I'm yeah. Gonna, 
I'm okay, a terrible checking. person. Just like, checking because sometimes This is people... my obsession. <laughs> I'm not going to make her pay for my obsession. God knows she's already bought me plenty of gifts. I'm not going to make her take physical damage. Like, Okay, cool. So yeah. I like this question because I learn a lot about people because uh, the amount that people try to negotiate or deal with the question mm-hmm. or barter with the question. And you're just, you're an upstanding noble guy. You're like, yeah, yes. I can do that. I can yeah. pay that price. I will pay. I will pay that monthly cost to read Doctor Strange. I negotiated more with the bear than I did with <laughs> the punch to the crotch. You did. You did. Uh, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Doctor Strange? I ask everybody to make a noise. I think it would probably be like. <sighs> so that's a, there's a little bit of love and a yeah. little bit of longing. Yeah. Yeah. Where does the longing come from? I think the longing comes from. So remember the story that I told you earlier where like there's been one or two times in my life where for like a half a second, a quarter of a second, I was like, I'm going to talk, call Dr. Strange. Talk. I'm going to go visit him at his house. Right. Um, the longing comes from he is the one fictional character that I am devastated by uh, the fact that he doesn't exist. Right. That he's like in real life. Like, almost this corporeal. Guy does, yeah. Yeah. Like in the same way that I stare at my cat and get upset that he can't talk to me because yeah. like, he's like one brain cell away. I feel like Doctor Strange is constantly, for me, like one page away from being real. Okay. Like forever one page away. So like with every single page, I'm like, just one more page, he's going to be real. Right. I don't care about the crotch punch. I'm going to keep turning those pages. I'm going to navigate that So like, I I think that there's a bit of a longing to it. Like, I wish he was real. That would be cool. And I don't even know why. He he seems like he's probably, in the comics, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, he's nice He's very centered and, 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 and zen. Uh, you know, there are times when he gets like angry and ruffled, but like he's defending our entire reality. He's got a lot of responsibility. Lot of, that, you know, that's the, another, I didn't get a chance to talk about it. And I know you're trying to wrap it up, but like very quickly, that's the other thing that I love about him is that Captain America fights Hydra, yeah. you know, and Iron Man's like, Oh, here's this giant green dragon. I've got to shoot like in the <laughs> middle of the Indian ocean. Fin, fang, foom. Uh, but like Dr. Strange is like his adversaries are demonic lords of other dimensions who are like like the size of skyscrapers and made of fire that doesn't belong in our dimension you know like they're going to destroy reality as we know it like the fabric of our existence yeah like they they are people who have the power to like look at you and banish you to another dimension and like what can captain america do against that right you know like why like like yeah that's really interesting to want to know that guy because he has this level of responsibility and i think in life when i'm seeking someone to talk to i want to talk to the kind of people mm-hmm. who i just see the tip of the iceberg of the world that they're handling for everybody yeah. else like yeah. you know like, like i think when somebody's really good at organizing a show that means a mm-hmm. lot to me because i know mm-hmm. like though they're dealing with all of this stuff behind the scenes so yeah. the audience can just see this and that to me is like Doctor Strange, like that. Yeah, guy, there's like, like there is a sort of magic to like stagecraft in that way. Yeah, yeah. but just the idea of like that'd be a good guy to get advice from because yeah. he handles things. He's yeah. a problem solver, and he's not. He doesn't ask for a lot of credit. Yeah, he just makes problems go away. He just so makes to him and go like, away. I'm not sure what to do with uh, you know, my my career choices, Doctor Strange. Which headshot? Like he's <laughs> <laughs> can he's he help me choose a headshot? He's yeah. gonna have he's gonna have a good opinion. No, yeah. like. It's the the fact that he is a very um, lonely character, like, yeah. but he chooses to do that because he's the only one who can. Like, it's that sort of like sacrifice. Like, yeah. and he's like, 
Um, Jason Aaron's current run, one of the fav- my favorite things about it is that no other that I haven't seen other comics really tackle is seeing normal people react to Doctor Strange, not able to see what he's seeing. So in the comic book medium, you can see what he's seeing. You yeah. can see the weird extra dimensional creatures that he's defending us against, and he he can see the weird like uh, psychic parasite that is attached to you. Yeah. But you can't see that. All you know is that you have a, a really bad headache and you're kind of sad today. Yeah, and a fun uncle is staring at you weird. Yeah, yeah but then there's this guy in this tattered coat who's just like giving <laughs> you weird eyes and kind of moving in a weird way. And you're like, who's this crazy idiot? But in his mind, he's he's seeing it right. and he's finding it on a different plane. Yeah. You know, and but that's the sacrifice that he as a character right. makes. It's like people see me as crazy. I'm put into a crazy box. I can't have a lot of friends who can tolerate me because of what I have to do yeah. to keep the entire reality, like not our world, our reality, reality. Yeah. like our galaxy, like our universe. He keeps it safe in some capacity. Um, yeah. And that's the sacrifice that he makes. And I, I just think there's like so much like pathos and, and, and strength in a character who he can't go to Captain America for help. Like, yeah. Like, hey, uh, there's a horde of mindless ones attacking us, uh, being led by the Dread Dormammu and his his sister, Umar. Um, by the way, they can dissipate you with a thought. Um, can I have your help? No. <laughs> like, he's by himself. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's I, really I think cool. that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I rate people's obsessions. Okay. Uh, on a scale of one to seven to give it a little more flavor. Sure. Uh, I, I like say that. it's seven things. So uh, what's a, what's another good Doctor Strange uh amulator thing that he has he got the eye of agamotto he's got the eye of agamotto the orb of agamotto um he eventually gets he has the book of the vishanti which is like the greatest tome of like white defensive magic um all right let's book of vishanti we'll we'll run with that out of seven books of vishanti (laughs) i think i'm gonna go as high as you are six books of vishanti six i'm not a seven well, you know, I to me, I've been holding back seven. If you want to go higher, I'll go. I'll go to like six point two five. No, 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 it's fine. But I, what would I, I hold, have to? I'm what would I have back, to do to get to seven? I'm holding back to seven to the day when someone this this podcast is. I describe it as dangerously bordering on therapy sometimes, and okay. I'm saving the seven for the day where somebody just has a breakdown and goes, "Oh shit!" No, I that person needs I like to go to the this, hospital. But now I have a little bit of a problem. Now, you're not Got a it. huge problem, but like you know, I I have my obsession in control. Yes. So seven is an out of control and needs to go to the psychiatric. Yeah, I think seven or maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when the day comes to seven. But I haven't quite got to seven. Okay. But you're real high. But I'm bordering on needing help because there are times when I think Dr. Strange might actually be a real person. (laughs) There is certainly that bleed in reality, which is appropriate to Dr. Strange. But if you're driving down the road going like, I think I have a flat tire. I better call Doctor. I better Strange. call Doctor Strange. Hey Joseph, uh, do you have Doctor Strange's number? I remember you, talking to you about him. You've integrated him into your life. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's there in a daily presence. Yeah, he has uh, a a very specific resonance to why you attach to him as a youth. Yeah. and you're very articulate and aware of why you like him and yes. why he's meaningful. Yes, Ken Napzok is uh, is is our um, officiating our wedding. Yeah, he came over the other night to kind of talk about the license and everything. And he said, now, like, you guys aren't doing a religious wedding. Do you do you want me to read from anything? And he's like, do you want me to read from a Doctor Strange comic? And I was like, actually, yeah, that could be kind of funny. So, yeah. yeah. Are you going to do it? Probably not. But, okay. Because that, that's my thing. It's not Brittany's thing. Like, yeah. We, we need a thing that he would need to read from for both of us, which I, I don't know what that would be. Yeah. So, 
Well, that's really if, cool. if I was marrying myself, yes, he would read from it. <laughs> well, I'm sure he would read from like Marvel premiere number ten. I'm sure Ken would come over and just do a ceremony just for you. <laughs> he would. Just he would. Like he, he, he's a good guy. The blessing good, of your macaroni and cheese or whatever. <laughs> he's a good guy that way. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, can you tell people where they can find you on the old social medias? Yeah, uh, my Twitter is uh, at the Matt Key, so T H E M A T T K U I, and you can find me on the my Marvel Movie News podcast that I do, which is on iTunes. You can also find it on uh, YouTube, Popcorn Forward Slash Popcorn Talk Network. Um, you can also tweet at me there uh, uh, cool. at Marvel Movie News or um, Marvel News Show on Facebook. Awesome, awesome. So. Uh, here's some quick plugs for the show before we go on to our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter as at Obsessed Podcast. For info on all my upcoming shows, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. There are two ways to support Obsessed. You can back us on Patreon and get exclusive bonus episodes every month. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or you can support all the podcasts on the Feral Audio Podcast Network by shopping through our portal, which sounds like such a great Doctor Strange thing. Just go to feralaudio.com. Click the Support Our Artists buttons and shop on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. Now, if people went through the portal, <laughs> what uh, what should they buy on Amazon? For for Doctor Strange? Yeah. Uh, the reading recommendation that I tell everyone is Brian K. Vaughn's book uh, called The Oath. Okay. It's very um, accessible. Like You don't have to know a lot of Doctor Strange backstory to get into that book. Brian K. Vaughn is one of the best writers writing right now. Cool. Um, it's a really good sort of like modern revamp of the character in a lot of ways. And it kind of stands on its own. It's just like a little six issue story that more or less stands on its own. It's not it's not necessarily in canon, but it's not out of canon. That's my favorite recommendation the is the oath. Um, cool. If so, you want to dig deep into the weirdness, you have to dig to find these. But there's the Marvel premiere series that I really like with Shuma Garoff. It's Marvel okay. premiere number three through number 12 or 13. Okay, cool. So if you like Doctor Strange, you're intrigued. Go put on your cloak, not mm-hmm. your cape. Mm-hmm. Cloak of love. <laughs> Go to feralhotty.com. Go through the magic portal by the <laughs> oath. Uh, we're going to close with our final questions. These are just weird questions. They don't have anything to do with Doctor Strange, but they can if you want. You're, they uh, you're a 6.25 obsessed. Yeah, they probably will. If you had to replace your arm with a random object, what object would you like it to be? Oh my God! What have other people said? Like, uh, oh, I de- I switched these up. So, oh gee. <laughs> but we can talk it through. You don't have to just bolt out with an answer. We can talk it through. Uh, would you want a weapon? Would you want a cleaning tool? Would you? I want- definitely wouldn't want a cleaning tool. I I think I would want like something that extends. Like I think that would be cool. Like, <laughs> like a telescoping selfie stick. Yeah, but I don't want to. I hate selfie sticks. Like, I think they're the most narcissistic <laughs> thing. Sound like, all right, everyone gather in. I got to take a picture of me. Oh my god, I don't know. Like, oh, you know what? I think I would um make like a trebuchet. Oh, okay. I think I would have like a swinging, like <laughs> sort of like trebuchet, so I could launch stuff. I think okay. that's probably what I would do. And like, not necessarily like heavy stuff. Like, it's not like I want to kill people, but like. Right. It would be cool to be like, ah, that guy's being a dick. I'm going to throw garbage at him. (laughs) Let's go take a hike up into the Hollywood Hills, and I'm just going to throw things into the valley. Yeah, yeah. It would be that, (laughs) or it'd be like a grappling hook. That would actually be pretty cool, too. Oh, a grappling hook would be great, yeah, because you can just get around. Like a Batman gun, just like, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, Yeah. you could locomote really well. That's a great answer. Uh, This one's a little bit more personal. Sure. If you were a sandwich, what kind of sandwich would you be? I just had a turkey sandwich for lunch, so that's what like that's where my head immediately goes. Um, I think I would probably be a sub sandwich. I would be a meatball sandwich. Oh, okay. I would be a meatball sandwich uh, because uh, I feel like I'm warm in the center. 
uh, but just a little cheesy. <laughs> and it would have to be a meatball sub uh, because I'm a very tall person. Right. So you're in nice, long, nice, hot, long, cheesy. hot, cheesy center. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's so loving, a little cheesy, but very warm. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. I think you are a meatball sub of a man. <laughs> Thank you, Scrimshaw. The final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Whoa. Yeah, I know. That's like a whole other podcast. I know. It's like a very soft, gentle sucker punch, isn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, when you asked it, my immediate thought was Brittany, which, again, that's the cheesy center. Yeah, but that's also, um, like, yeah, the person you're going to marry, that's a pretty good answer. Yeah. But I think that, like... I think happiness in and of itself has to be deeper than another person. Like yeah. happiness has to be found inside of you. So maybe that's speaking to something that I need to go to therapy about <laughs> that my happiness is my fiance. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't, maybe No, but I know what you mean. I, I, um, I, yeah, and on one hand, it's like, well, that's a great natural immediate I th- answer. I think that the happiness I wish I could attain would be satisfaction with myself wherever I am. Right. So- like, the mirror, like, like the mirror of Irised. In Harry Potter. Okay. When you can look at the mirror and see only yourself. Right. Then you are truly happy. And see just yourself. And just not yourself, yourself astrally as projecting you to, yeah. to tell yourself to do things <laughs> yeah, differently. Yeah. But yeah. just yourself yeah. in this moment. Yeah. That is a great answer. I think that's what I would define happiness as. Yeah. If I wanted to be truly happy, I think it would be that. Like to be able to look at myself in the mirror, wearing my shirt, however I am, I'd be like, I don't, I don't need any more money. I don't need this success or this job or whatever else. I'm happy as I am. That's I awesome. think that's, I guess that's maybe that's a tautology, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Happiness is happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like sa- satisfaction with my current set of circumstances, I think. Yeah. That's awesome. Would be happiness. Thank you so much for coming and doing the thanks podcast. Thanks for having me, man. I, I was excited when I got the email. So yeah, thanks. Awesome. That yeah. is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Do you think Doctor Strange would go to Burning Man? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. A thousand times yes.